Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, I will uh, remind you in uh, a moment um, about what uh, Danny Healy Ray said to us uh, last week, and uh, we'll get into a chat with uh, Councillor Kevin Sheehan of uh, Limerick City and County Council uh, for Fianna Foyle, um, who is in the studio with us. Good morning to you, Kevin. <laughs> Good but morning, Joe. A couple of things I need to raise with you first this terrifying story in the Limerick Leader front page of their two editions, the City and County. Councillor fears for life, mass thugs target home and car of politician and publican smashing several windows. This is independent councillor Fergus Kilcoyne. Mass thugs attacked the family home, uh, leaving his wife and children traumatised and fearing for their lives. They were wearing balaclavas. Uh, they smashed in the front windows um, of uh, his house. They also did extensive damage uh, to his car in the driveway and that was all in the early hours of Monday morning. What is your reaction to this? Joe, I'm shocked initially because the first I heard of it this morning was from one of your own staff when I came in here. Fergus Kilkine as a new councillor, getting to know the chap. He seems to me to be a very decent young man. Uh, a man with a contribution to make to local government, certainly. And uh, this type of behaviour, it astonishes me, first of all. And of course I condemn it. And I send my sincere sympathies to Fergus and his family. Not much good to him now, though, that type of thing. And I, I don't want to sound, regardless of parties or affiliations or anything like that, the councillors, I do believe, would close ranks, 40 of us, on a thing like this. And we would all condemn this. And the people who elect us, 99.9% of them, would condemn this. Uh, it's an atrocious situation. If it were to gather moss, I, do, I, I, I just dread the thoughts that are passing through my mind at the moment. Uh, will this be a weapon that will be used to discourage people from letting their names go forward for uh, local government or any other public positions? This has to be stamped out. And anybody, anybody who can assist the Gardaí in their investigations on this, please, please... Either tell the guards or tell another public representative. But for heaven's sake, do not keep it to yourself. This has to be stamped out once and for all and must never again be allowed to happen. How exposed are our politicians, you know, who are close to the people on a day-to-day basis, um, be that councillors, um, TDs or senators, to the possibility of this sort of attack? People have often said it to me. You know, Kevin Sheehan has a reputation of saying it as he sees it. And I've often been... It has been said to me, not by people threatening me, no, but by good friends. Uh, How do you get away with it? And comments like that, half in jest, half in earnest. Of course, if you speak the truth all the time, you have to accept you run some degree of risk well, I have more faith in the people of County Limerick than that. And I, did, I would have said to you if this interview was last week, it would never happen in Limerick. And I, and I still believe this is, and I hope I'm right, this is a once-off and, and, and I hope that, God, we never again hear about this and, or and a thing like it. 
Kevin, um, would this sort of thing, if it became a more regular occurrence, ultimately lead to the breakdown of our democratic system? Because you couldn't get people to represent communities. You'll put words in my mouth, but you're right. It would att- it's an attack on the democratic system. We're elected democratically, each and every one of the 40 councillors for the city and the county. We express the views as much as possible, the views that reflect the opinions of the public out there. We have our own views as well. And then you have party views. Uh, if they come from Dublin, they never upset me. But uh, I'm conscious of the Limerick views and the people in Limerick and the people I represent. Uh, of course, it's an attack on democracy. It's, it's an attack on local government. Everybody, everybody must condemn this outright. And more importantly, anybody who can assist either the council or any councillor or the Gardaí must come forward now. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, Councillor Kilcoyne has a family, of course. They have been terribly impacted by this. Of and they're, they're not public representatives. Of course. And I've often, I've often had a situation, Joe, where back, I'm here now 35 years. <laughs> you know, I'm here longer than yourself. But <laughs> imagine that. But anyway, <laughs> listen, we must have a laugh as well. But uh, on that very point... I don't want to go into the detail of this now, but there have been occasions in my life as a public representative when I would have said or done something that would make a headline. And we joke a lot in the chamber. I would hear somebody saying something and I'd say, oh, that's today's headline gone. And I'd be, that's a slag. Be, nobody wants that. And I know that that hurts family. When they go to the shop, small shop, big shop, it doesn't matter. Newspapers are there for sale, and across the top of it is, you know, John Nash said, and uh, or Nash announces, or something like that. And people say it to family members, they don't say it in any bad or evil manner, but they do say it in an embarrassing manner because family members are not elected and they're not part of that system, and they should be spared all that. Neither does that say. Let me make it quite clear. That does not justify what happened in Kil- to Kilkine. Fergus doesn't deserve this. No councillor. And I've had some pretty hot rows in my time. Differences with councillors. Never tolerate this type of behaviour. Ever, ever we can never tolerate it. As a society, we can't tolerate this. Okay. Councillor Kevin Sheehan, of course, is a former mayor of Limerick City and County as well. Thank you very much for talking to us about that. We're going to take the break. I want to hear about someone else who doesn't mind being outspoken from time to time. Kerry TD, Danny Healy, Ray and his two-pint permit uh, for rural drivers and something that you said off the back of that. And we do that just after this short break. Here's a brief reminder of what Kerry TD, Danny Healy, Ray said to us on the show. If anyone will provide the facts to me that someone with two points on a rural road that I'm talking about, cause a fatality, break, come forward. I've been asking for this for a long time. And you see, this thing about not discriminating uh, between urban and rural, but we have discriminated against the rural people in rural Ireland. You see, the people in urban, in, in Dublin and the cities, Limerick City and Park City and all those places and the bigger towns, they have the transport and they are near the support maybe some of them they don't have to walk at all but we have discriminated against the people in rural Ireland they 
clean in the out. And like I said in the doll, all working no play makes Jack a very dull boy. And we have discriminated against these people. They're not there for the drink. It's it's there to socialise. And they might only have the one pint. Mm. You know, mm. but but even the two, it's because the second one, they might be for another hour and a half. They're not down there swamping them. If they're down there for the social, but over the years, I saw an awful decline in neighbours, elderly neighbours and everything. But um, there's no way, where I live now, I mean, I have a fine hill to walk up, but there's no way those men would be able to do it or those women. Right, listener, Charon, they're supporting what Danny Healy Ray had to say earlier uh, on the two-point permit. Uh, well, Fianna Fáil councillor Kevin Sheehan is still with me. And Kevin, you proposed a motion calling for drivers who fail a breathalyzer test in the early morning to be fined rather than lose their licence. Explain that to me. Uh, so, uh, Joe, I would never correct you. Oh, am I wrong? <laughs> no, no, one word you used. You said I proposed. I wasn't allowed to propose. And we'll talk about that in a minute, which I have no bother explaining that. Uh, and I didn't have the support of my fellow councillors. I didn't meet one of my fellow 39 councillors who said they were with me on it. I met plenty of them said, not supporting you today, Kevin. My own party told me they would not support me. And I know the Fine Gael party, at least I'm told the Fine Gael party as a group, had decided not to comment at all on it. Leave me hang out to dry. And that's okay too. If that's if they have strong views, I have strong views also. Does it suggest maybe if all thirty nine were against you that you're wrong on this one? Maybe I am, but that's why I'm in here today. Let the people I I I will never ever say, and you know this, that I'm always right. But the reasons I heard why they were not supporting me, uh I wasn't happy with. They were telling me that the public would lacerate us as parties or as councillors if we went along the lines I was suggesting. So let's test the temperature, put it out there, and I'll take the consequences of my own act. What exactly are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that uh, an early morning driver who... they would, have, they would uh, It's not simple legislation, though. No. The, the, the small print in this would be very important. But an early morning driver who is slightly over the limit and they're detected and they they don't comply or they don't meet the, the terms in which the law says they should be driving, the law says they should not be driving, and they're put off the road subsequently. I believe that first time out that happens and if the... If the excess is very moderate, that there should be a case for discretion for the judge to say, look at in the circumstances, taking all the circumstances into account, uh, I believe that I believe the law should allow the judge to say, I will impose there's a mandatory fine. I have no discretion in the fine. And the fine is excessive. It's to punish you for what you did and really hurt you. And the fine would be significant. <clears throat> and then you're told, well, the law would tell you anyway, if you're caught again in the next five years, you're off the road. And you might be off the road for longer than you would have been if you were off the road for the first offence. 
rather than lose your license immediately. Rather than I yes, I there are people who depend so much on their license for their job or circumstances or business or whatever. People and you know, we're all human and people make mistakes. And I think if somebody is detected uh, for a slight breach, and I'm not defining that, that the law library define it, uh, that the judge will have the power of discretion. And what do you mean by early morning? How do oh, you define I'd say that? You'd have to prove in the first instance now that you were going to work or going to your place of business or whatever, that this is not on your way home from an all-night binge. You know, that will not be. And if anyway, if you were ho- coming home from an all-night binge, you would be well in excess of any tolerant line. There would be no tolerance at all for that. Let me say this, Joe. Well, let's be clear now. So this is what you would term the classic case of somebody who may have gone to the pub the night before or to a social event and organised transport to and from, didn't drive, went home, went to bed, got up, let's say six, seven o'clock and maybe at half seven in the morning was caught and found slightly over the limit on their way to their day-to-day work. Sometime between seven and nine, you know. Can I ask you a blunt question? You can, of course. What if I'm killed by that driver that you are suggesting we should use some discretion around? I, I attempted there a moment ago to interject and you said, hold on a minute, and I did. I am totally, totally, and I believe everybody is. I know nobody who is promoting drink driving. We are all opposed to drink driving. You asked me a straight question. What would happen if that happens? There's accidents every day and there's no alcohol at all involved. There are too many accidents on our roads. Too many families have been hurt. And my sympathy goes out to them. I've had friends who've lost their lives on the road. Uh, I had a distant member of a family lost his life on the road. Uh, I dread when your own when your own uh, offspring are out at night, like every parent, you're waiting to hear them coming home, that they're all right, because there are so What happens to the person who killed me, who is doing exactly as you suggested and is slightly over the limit, but I'm dead? The same thing to the guy who, who had no liquor at all drank and he hit you and killed you. You know, I mean, he's broken the law, and that's a very simple answer. He's broken the law, Joe, seriously. If he knocks down somebody, uh, drunk or sober, I mean, it's it's a it's a there's no excuse, none at all, for uh, uh, people. You know, I've God forgive me. I, at those times, and I feel really sorry for people who have been in an accident. And you know, you don't need a judge and jury to define who was a fault in that accident. Could have lit a cigarette in the car and distracted them. There's so many distractions when you're driving the car. Uh, I'm driving all my life, thank God. I had small accidents, but thank God there was never anybody had a scratch after my accidents. I think I got one stitch in my whole entire life, and, and, and that was too much. But no, that's a very simple question that you've asked me, and I know where you're coming from. <coughs> To me, uh, there is no excuse. 
But what I'm saying is an aside to that, that there is some justification. By the way, I don't believe this will happen. Uh, the councillors are not backing it, so I don't believe it can happen. And uh, the present minister has scant regard for people who have no way of getting home in rural areas. Okay. And we have another piece of legislation this week from him. Yeah, yeah, and, I know. And we, and we, and uh, he goes to bed and he has okay. nightmares and he yeah, comes well, let's, up let's... with these ridiculous saws. Some of them are a bit over the top now. Right. Let's 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 do exactly as you suggested. Okay. We'll, we'll throw out what you propose there to the listeners and see what they think about th- that proposal that you've made. Which, as you say, you weren't allowed to carry through as a motion. But anyway, it's out there. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um, good to talk to you. Thank you very much, Councillor Kevin Sheehan, for dropping into the studio to us this morning. Thank you, Joe. Call Limerick today now on forty six nineteen ninety five.